Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air. And good afternoon, Ashwini. Ashwini. Hey, Michael. Hi there. I want to encourage folks to get in the queue, Ashwini. And mm -hmm. um, I have announcements here. Okay. Join Sherry this Sunday, November 6th, for a workshop unraveling the belief that fulfillment comes from satisfying what, quote, I, unquote, want, and exploring how to find true happiness. Registration donations for this workshop, Getting What I Want, and Exploration with the Guide, go to the Africa Project. And on November 13th and 20th, a two-part process mapping workshop will help us see the scripts, programs, and patterns that are always operating on us so that we may have more freedom of choice in our lives. Whether you're experienced at process mapping or a beginner, you will benefit from working with this powerful tool. Donations to this Sunday workshop also go to the Africa Project. And a couple of reminders. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Ashwini today, please press star six and then one. And a conversation on one topic, please. And about five minutes is great. Okay, you ready, Ashwini? Yes, I am, Michael. Okay, great. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Ashwini. It's Renee in Oregon. Hey, Renee. Hi. Well, I um, have been wanting, I have tried to call in a couple of times after the last time we talked, which was about um, not trying to get relief from conditioning, but actually facing it and mm -hmm. uh, working on it and being with myself during those times of suffering or the times that I want to look at something. And at first, I just want to say it was a really big shift. Um, was really helpful, and um, I've been working with it since then on whatever content arises, and um, and I just uh, I think it, it was pretty much a habit that had happened previously that had been created from doing it the other way, you know, doing it the way of. Um, of trying to get comfort or distraction or using, almost using practice as a distraction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just, uh, just really working with it and working with some really repetitive content um, and process mapping. I'll give uh, kudos to that and a lot of thumbs up to do that. I've been doing it for a while and, just uh, just seeing how much more present I am just because of that shift, just to be present mm -hmm. to what's going on instead of turning away from it or whatever whatever I did, relief, getting relief. Um, it's a totally different way to practice. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is, isn't it? That to be present yes. to it, is what we're always attempting to do, right? To just be, just be with it. 
And so if we have had, uh, if we are, if we practiced, although that's an interesting word to use in that context, to redirect the attention away from it, then to, to turn and face it is a completely different experience. Yeah, and, and, and I was, right, yeah. Right, Renee, the point that I, sorry, go ahead. No, the, the, underline, no, the point that I wanted to underline is simply that uh, we, we understand being present to it in a completely different way, right? Because we are with right. it how it is rather than what we're attempting to do, which is not be with it. It is a different process. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A really different process. And then someone, I think either you or Sherry said something this morning or yesterday morning. I think it was yesterday morning. Um, about how you, um, and you, when I can't talk about something, that means I'm not as familiar with it and I have to kind of look, I have to look for it. So it's interesting, mm-hmm. but um, it's a new thing, so it's, which is good. So um, that, that um, when you turn away from it, you're not, you're not really resolving anything. You're not addressing it. You're not transcending it. You're not practicing with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it just keeps yeah. coming back. That's what it was. It just That's keeps right. coming back. Yeah, it never goes away. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. yes. And 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 I think that that's the that's the interesting part of the the transcendence process, which is it, there's two things, right, uh, Renee, that we're exploring here. There is the uh, the the skills of practice, which is paying attention, directing the attention, redirecting the attention, and how uh, all of those are skills, just like reflecting is a skill and uh, listening is a skill and processing is a skill, process mapping is a skill. They're all tools of practice. And that Mm -hmm. if we're not paying attention, what gets gets twisted by the conditioned process is using the practice tool in an inappropriate way right and so Mm -hmm. if anything if it maintains the suffering to turn away from it to redirect the attention from it then conditioning is going to suggest that because that's the way the identification is maintained but if i'm sure and so just to know that there there are times when redirecting the attention is absolutely the only thing to do we've looked at the process it's got no more information to offer and we can just you know ignore it completely and if something keeps coming back, then the, the looking that you're pointing to is, well, it's back. So what, am I, what, ha, what is there for mm-hmm. me to see in this that I haven't seen before? Right. That's why you're looking at it. Right. Right, and that attitude of mind and that uh, perspective is what we're going for, what we're working to transcend those things or to look at them, not, you know, trans, I don't mean that as a purpose, but that's, but that as a, yes. as a tool, a practice tool to see everything because the seeing is what dissolves it. It can't, it can't stand up under scrutiny, you know? That's right. Yes. The belief yeah. dissolves, the, the projection dissolves, whatever it is that I'm looking at, I can look at and so then I see beyond what the, what the superficial conditioning around it is, right? I, 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 there, there are so many ways in which I can look. And that place to understand uh, 
right, Renee, where where you are on the process map that you're looking, because that's really important, because that's another deflection, which, which, which it conditioning likes to do. It says you're solving this content problem. But, but where you wake up in the oh, suffering right. loop is an interesting place, right? And so that's the mm-hmm. place that I need to be looking at because that's the place I haven't transcended. So mm-hmm. initially, it's the self-hate that wakes me up. And if I no longer mm-hmm. indulge the self-hate message of the process map, then perhaps I'll wake up three stickies back. But it's intelligent mm-hmm. to stay, to be present to what's going on because the part at which... I wake up in the process map is the part at which there's most awareness. That's the place I need to work. Right, right, right. Yes, and all the places that are dark, so to speak, like the places I don't see, um, or new places that that I haven't Mm -hmm. seen, then I can keep looking at that, you know, and see what's there. Mm -hmm. I think, and, you know, it's not not like... um, there aren't indications of where I need to look because there are many, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I know that I'm suffering over this content. So it's, it's really obvious to say, you know, to know that, um, that that's where I need to look or want to, or I want to look even. Um, and to, to take that, that perspective and keep repeating it. Mm-hmm. What is my, what am, what is here for me to see, you know, um, getting excited about that versus I have to get away from it. I have to avoid it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to get, a, you know, distract myself or turn my attention or, you know, whatever it is. Even counting the breaths can almost be a way to get away from it, you know, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and that's that thing we keep talking about, uh, relief over transcendence. I, I really want right. to see everything that it's got. So I'm not going to yep. give up on that, on that attitude of curiosity. And oftentimes, right. I, I think we touched on either in the morning show or in this, in this, on open air, is that, that sometimes it takes going around the loop many, 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 many times in order to be ready to look at it. Because I'm just tired of going around the loop. Well, yeah, and, and you keep going around the loop if you keep avoiding it. That's right. Yes, that is the fact that we finally get to. That's why I have to stop and look. It's not working to go right. one more time around the loop. Right, and it just keeps coming back. And so when you can realize, wait a minute, I've been here before. I've, I'm doing the loop again. What, what, am, what can I do? You know, versus, you know, distracting or whatever I've been doing. So, mm-hmm. this, yeah. it's just, it's just a really, really. Um, helpful place to practice, definitely, to really mm-hmm. practice, not to say I'm practicing mm-hmm. or to, mm-hmm. yes. and, 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 and I was unconscious of knowing I wasn't practicing, but right? It wasn't, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't no, have any we only see it. Yeah. Yeah. You only see it when yeah. you see it, right? Because the process that you're in is the process you see last. Yeah. I don't have any self-hate about doing it that mm-hmm. way um, no. or being unconscious to not practicing in a way that would help resolve it or move forward or whatever we call it, transcend it, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I appreciate being able to talk about it again. And, 
Mm. I will keep practicing with it. Wonderful. And if there's anything that's specific that you that, that's an example or something that you need uh, another mirror for, you know, call in and we could talk about it because being it, it's not it's not it's not only fascinating to see our process around something like that and articulating the approach for everyone. Sometimes the mm-hmm. concrete example really helps too. Yeah, and I am working with a concrete example. So right now I'm actually process mapping um, a loop that I do with work um, mm-hmm. around uh, basically it's staying in the same job or not and just this repetitive thing I've done since I can remember. And I'm practicing mm-hmm. with that in terms of, okay, looking right at it, using this mm-hmm. new way of doing it. And um, I just started that process map. So I will call back in and share more. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, because dualities are the most difficult process maps. Yes. <laughs> because yes, they're not they process, right? They're a point on the map. And so we really need to work with it in order to um, take it beyond just the duality. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Great. Well, I will report back. Wonderful. Thanks, Renee. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Renee. And Ashwini, I find that exploration fascinating that we've been looking a lot at uh, recently in the morning show of just getting relief from the conditioning versus really sticking with it and transcending the karma and seeing the whole process. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, that's where just noticing helps, right, Michael? Yes. Mm. Yes. Because it really builds our ability to stay in with attention on awareness, which is all we're talking about. Yes. Yes, definitely. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Yeah, um, this is Juan from Ecuador. Um, and yeah, I just... Yeah, uh, this is kind of like the second time I pop in, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to say, um, Cherry is in today, right? <laughs> say, say that ag- again, one. I'm, I, I, asked I didn't Cherry catch. Is in today. Uh, I still didn't understand what you were saying, one. Uh, no, I was just asking if Cherry is in today. Um, and like if she's on call. No, she no she isn't. It's funny every time I go in the call, I don't manage to have her on. But okay, I just have like a couple questions after reading the the like the last book of hers, which is called um um be, uh, be the person you want to find. So uh-huh. um so I just had like some questions about like um. You know, in her book, she says, um, if you want to feel a certain way, feel now. Well, my question for her was, like, am I capable of feeling whatever I want and the feelings that aren't something that manifests from my heart? Uh-huh. And so... Uh, so my question is basically, my question basically, like, you know, like, 
she's saying like you're capable of feeling that but what about what I'm feeling at that moment you know uh -huh. yes it's such an interesting question what is your experience and, and you know when Sherry always listens to the show so she's definitely in okay great um, Go ahead. Well, well my experience so, I'm, uh, my, so he so the reason I'm asking that question is it's not theoretical, right? Nothing is theoretical in this practice. Everything is experiential. So the question is arising from your experience of something. So what is that that you're inquiring from? Okay, so I am basically inquiring from, um, I don't know, like uh, I was trying so hard, um, you know, to look like, you know, I was in the self-learning, like self-love learning process. And um, mm -hmm. I was doing a lot of things for that. Um, but at one point it got kind of tiring because I felt like I was trying so hard to do so many things that obviously I thought would be good for me, whereas, like, they really weren't. And then I was like, okay, sure, I can, like, you know, make myself feel that in the moment, but then I would feel like I am avoiding the other things that I'm feeling, you know? Because basically uh -huh. the book says, the book technically says, you know, if, if you want to feel love, if you want to feel companionship, if you want to feel, like, you know, all these nice things that you might get out of our relationship, why, why don't you feel it, like, for yourself in that moment? And then there it comes, like, you know, the doubt that a lot of people, like, might not have the capability to do it at that moment, or it might be different for, you know, depending on person to person. So... So um, let me make sure I'm tracking what you're saying because it's an interesting question because this is a practice of awareness, right? So first of all, when, when, when we read something like that or get guidance, we become interested in what is being pointed to, which is what I think that you're exploring. So according to the book, you can feel anything you want to feel in, in any moment. Now, what does that mean? Well, I actually don't know what that means, so I'm going to have to, to practice that to to try it out in order to see for myself what that experience is. So if I asked you to think about or turn your attention to something you love and tell me about it, so turn your attention to something you love and tell me about it. Right now? What do you love? Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, yeah, my, my teddy bear. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Say something about it that you love, not just the object, but what you love about it. Well, it's really like comfy and I don't know, uh -huh. foamy, you could say. It's comfy and what? Foamy. I don't know if that's the right homey. word. For yeah, but I uh -huh. think it's foamy. Comfy and homey. Yeah. Uh -huh. What else do you love about it? I don't know. I love that I got it really cheap. <laughs> Uh -huh. Yeah, and I you, and I love it, that it's it, it it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You, I love yeah. that. Yeah. So, so what what I assisted you to do was turn your attention to love, to something that you love, to an experience of love, and you were able to go there. Yeah. Because you were directing your attention. Yeah, surely. Now. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when if if you if I said tell me something that you love and you went to. Well, you know, there isn't 
something, I mean, I don't feel love for this object or whatever it is. What you're turning your attention to is not feeling that. You're not turning your attention to love. You're turning your attention to not love. Mm -hmm. Right? Sure. And and that, that's, that I think is your exploration because if, if my attention turns to how I want to feel in the moment, then it's truly turning to how I'm feeling rather than looking to, it, to that conversation and conditioned mind that we talk about to say, what am I feeling now? Which is always going to say you're not feeling what you're feeling, what you're supposed to feel. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. So you always know where the attention is, which is what we're always exploring. Because where the attention is determines your experience. Yeah. Yeah, true. And also where you put your energy, right? So, yeah, lately I've been working on that, on that one too. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I I'm not quite sure about the energy part. The yeah. attention part, I think that I can experientially speak to, which is what we do in this practice, which is direct the attention or have custody of the attention or become aware of where the attention is. So mm-hmm. your question, I think, if I'm tracking is, if, if I'm feeling, I don't know, disturbed and what I want to feel is love, is it possible to feel love when I'm disturbed? Is that your question? Yeah, or when I'm, like, just feeling overwhelmed with, like, a lot of emotions, you know, from things that have been happening over the week or over the month or whatever. Right. Yes, and so, so if, I, if, I, if you called and you were really feeling emotional, um, I, would li- I wouldn't say redirect your attention to love. I would probably ask you what you were feeling and you would put your attention to your experience and you would talk from your experience and then we would have a little bit of a conversation and I might say, okay, well, do you have a sense of ha, 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 what you, what you, we would, we would talk about it till your attention could turn to love and with, with skill, you would be able to turn your attention to what you love in the middle of feeling emotional. But it's a practice, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sure. doesn't mean that you don't need to have the experience you're having because that, that efforting to change your experience to be the experience that is the right experience, which is X, Y, Z all the time, isn't what we're doing in practice. Mm-hmm. Right? Because what, what the... What, what you'd be what you're told would be the idealized situation is you just need to be uh you need to just feel xyz all the time or you don't feel xyz all the time you're a human being you have all kinds of emotions now you don't have to suffer because something happened in your life that's what you can turn your attention from you don't have to suffer and suffering is always in listening to a conversation in your head about what's going on for you Mm-hmm. See, we see this with kids all the time, right? They're having a perfectly good time having a meltdown. Yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's, thank you. Thank you. Because there is a distinction between having my attention on wisdom, love, compassion, patience, and that's the mastery we're going for, right? That center place in mm-hmm. which everything can happen and we can hold it all. 
Yeah. But that doesn't mean that we're not having the experience we're having. Yeah, sure. I mean, I I just like find it complicated. Um, I just find it complicated to get to get like con out. Like you know, sometimes I am like really in this like you know analyzing everything, feeling everything moments, and then I don't get to do my like you know normal life the the way I should. You know. <laughs> uh huh. So yeah. so you don't get to say more about you don't get to do your normal life the way you should. Yeah, as in like I don't get to I don't get all the things I need to get done like during the day or during the week because I am giving myself maybe too much time for feeling, you know, for working. Uh-huh. So what what so yeah. so you you mean you what what would what would an example of that be when you give well, yourself too much like, time? I am like I am like working on something, you know, from work. I I work remotely, so I have a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. So I am working on something from work, and I would be like, okay, um, I don't want to work on this today, and then I would just like um, walk away and go take a walk, and I don't know, uh, reflect on how I feel, and give myself uh-huh. a lot of like space to feel things, and yeah. Okay. That, now that. that's a good example. That's a. Do you record and listen, Juan? Sorry. Have you are you familiar with the recording and listening practice? Yeah, the one that you record yourself and then you listen to like. Um, yes, to there's many ways in which we. Yes, there's many ways you can uh, do that. But here's the one I would recommend because here's the here's the danger of what you're talking about, right? And I think that you're closing in on it. Mm-hmm. When you are uh, when you are in that place of unconditional love, uh, it's not it's not that you get to do everything that you want to do. Mm-hmm. You're appropriate to the moment. The only thing that wants us to have uh, feeling relaxed, woo woo choices for uh, no discomfort. Is the same thing that you want. You you are practicing turning your attention away from, right? Those voices. So the ego the ego process is doing some work. It doesn't want to do the work, so it's going to go off and do some, take a walk. And if taking a walk is couched as, oh, this is the spiritual thing to do in order for me to reflect on the love that I feel for myself, then the work doesn't get done. And what you're actually doing is you don't know whether you're in in, in relationship to love, to the unconditional, to the intelligence, to the to animal, whatever you call that thing that is mm-hmm. the truth, right? The authenticity of your true nature. You could be having a relationship with that conditioned orientation throughout your entire walk and you wouldn't know it. Mm-hmm. And so we want a structure that helps us connect to that authenticity in a much more sure way. Right? And so that's why we cultivate what we call a relationship with the mentor, right? the wisdom, love, and compassion that we are. So instead of going for a walk, which, you, which may or may not put you in relationship to the ego <laughs> rather than the relationship with life, we create structures that assist us to know when we're wandering off. So if you're a meditator, the reason we count from 1 to 10 is because otherwise if you're sitting on the cushion, it seems like you're doing the right thing. I'm meditating. But you could spend your entire 30 minutes meditating not being present because you don't know that you just wandered off. So you count the breath, 1 to 10, and if you wake up at 15, 
you know that you've wandered off. If you wake up and you don't know where the count is, you know you've wandered off. And so that ability to, to um, surround yourself with a structure that assists you to know that the connection that you're making with, the connection that you're practicing all the time is with the wisdom that you are, not the ego that you're not, right? And so if you, if you look up on the recording and listening website, there's a, a tool called the two-handed, the power drill, it's the two-handed mm-hmm. recording, where you could pick up the recorder and you could talk about the fact that you really don't want to do this. You really don't want to do this work. You're really not feeling like it. And then you can shift to the left hand and you can actually listen to what you just said and that wisdom that's there will come up with something for you that will assist you to be connected to yourself and do the work that you need to do. You can create all kinds of interesting structures. So you want to go for a walk? Great. But you're going to walk for 20 minutes, and then you come back, and we'll we'll finish this assignment and work on it for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So that you're always supported to know the person that you are being is the person you choose to be, not the person that you're told by that voice in your head you, you, you are. Right? Okay. So it's kind of having that awareness. Um, that we make the decision, right? Well, it, it, it takes a lot of practice to know that, the, that uh, what is making the de- decision is on your side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Sure because again. oftentimes the ego feels, ego can masquerade the ego that I'm talking about, right? The, the, the thing, the process, the program that causes suffering that says it's you, it, it, it masquerades as all kinds of things. It masquerades as a good person. It masquerades as the right thing. It masquerades as intelligence. It masquerades as practice. It masquerades as reflecting on the right thing. It could masquerade as a whole bunch of things. And because we believe it so absolutely, it's really hard for one, for one to know the difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, I, you're right. I no, yeah, I do. I I have been. I guess I have been practicing on my meditations for long enough, and also in the, and also in the practice of impermanence that Buddha says. That I think, um, I think I'm pretty good to going back to center, at the moment. I think I would. I would say I, I think I'm pretty good at it. So um, I'm going to put in practice like um, what you're telling me, and, and I'm gonna. I'm going to try to, like, make it work that way. <laughs> yes. Well, there's humility in, in all our practice, right, One that we never know. And that's what we say in Zen at, all, Zen at all times. If you know you're at center, you're not. Because what are you looking at in order to say that you're centered? You don't know what you're looking at. You get better at it. Mm-hmm. But there is a humility in... in the fact that I don't know allows me to look. Okay. And when I look, I see something new and different. And part mm-hmm. of this practice structure just assists me to have mirrors so that I can, I have block dots in mm-hmm. my practice. Mm-hmm. Okay, that really helps. I'm going to apply it to my next meditation during the day, for sure. Thank All you right. so, so okay. much. Thanks, Juan.
Thanks for joining us, Juan. And Ashwini, it is a game of mastery, isn't it? An endless game yeah. of paying attention and presence with a worthy opponent and um, endlessly fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know if this is your experience, Michael. It certainly is mine, that the more I'm in, the more I do the practice, the less aware of what I know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm following you, it's uh, sort of the the farther I go, the less I, uh, the more I realize I don't know. And um, as you, yes. Yeah. Yeah. As you were just saying. Yeah. Uh, well, if I don't know, then might as well pay attention. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You sort of live in the in the question, not the answer. Yes. 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 Fascinating. And we have another caller here. Next caller. You are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Next caller. Are you there? Oh, hi. This is Bree. Hi. Hi, Bree. Hello. Oh, hi. Sorry about that. Um, Yeah, I wanted to share an experience I just recently had. Um, so about a week ago, I was just, again, having a hard time and going back to my uh, substance addiction that I used to disappear and escape. And then, um, so I, 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 rare, I don't use CBD and THC much, but I have some here um, that I haven't used for a long time and uh, I know it was good for anxiety and inflammation. So I started to use it. Um, I don't think excessively, but I started to use it. And I probably had it, used it for like three days straight. I had this um, really cool experience. I was driving, and it's as if the insight was just put right in front of my face, and I suddenly realized because while I did find it calmed me down a bit, it also, well, I think it's better to say it this way. I miss how I feel with practice. It, it did not give me, practice just makes me feel so much more alive to be present. And this um, CBD, THC, um, it, it just, it was so interesting to me. It was almost like I was being given an answer. Not that I was even mm. asking the question, but you know what? I wasn't asking the question. It just hit. Mm-hmm. It just came. Well, perhaps like, you were. From... You just didn't know. What? <laughs> oh. I said perhaps you were. You uh-huh. just didn't know. And it's happened. That's what the that's what that's what makes it so delightful, right, Bree? So uh-huh. to me, I, if I hear the insight, it's that it's sort of what Ramdas says, right? If you get high and you see and you see God. Once you stop getting high, you don't know how to get back there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which is sort of what you're pointing to on a principle level, right? Mm-hmm. There's a way in which when you practice and you get to presence through practice, that is the best place to be. Yes. Just calming your anxiety doesn't give you that experience of happiness that presence gives you. It's what we were saying on the show the other day, right? The presence is the, we keep proving to ourselves that the presence is the best place to be. Mm, mm. 
And there was it, your it, yeah. yeah, sure. It, it, I took the substance. Yeah. It dulls the anxiety. And, oh, my God, I don't feel as good as I feel when I'm present. Totally. Totally. It was starkly real. It was just such an obvious uh, awareness. And I also, I don't know, there's a little bit of humor in it for me, too, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And it's like I said, uh, it's just nice. To, it makes you feel like you're really being heard by life or the universe because it just gave me this. I wasn't looking for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and, and I think uh, we often say that Sister Phil says that's a consolation, right? I mean, we're always loved. And then we have this very uh, obvious way that we're shown we're taken yeah. care of. Yes, yes. So I, I'm very happy I had a chance to share that with, with you in the community. Okay, I'm thanks. So, I'm so happy for you, right? Because <laughs> otherwise, it, it, because then it's, it's that place of com- now, it's not that you shouldn't use or whatever, right? The, the, it doesn't right. become a self-improvement process. If presence makes me feel happy <laughs> and that's the place I want to be, then I want to get to presence around anxiety. Through practice, it clarifies that that's what mm-hmm. it truly mm-hmm. yes. Because what I want oh, is presence. Yes. That, that was the thing, Ashwini, about it. it. It just, I don't have a doubt. You know, there's not mm-hmm. like, and we talked earlier this morning about duality. It's just because I know what presence feels like through this practice, mm-hmm. and I know what the substance makes me feel like. And I know mm-hmm. the being or my inner self knows what I want out of those two options. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now there is. Yeah. Now that you know the difference, there is. It then it, it actually it puts the weight of the universe on your side, right? Oh, that's nice. Huh? Against what's going to argue against that? Yeah. Yeah, that is really, really very cool. <laughs> Just, thank you for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks for joining us, Bree. And Ashwini, that reminded me of what you were speaking about earlier, that this is an experiential practice, and theories and hypotheticals are no match for my own experience. Yeah. 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 It is It is so true. I mean, we're never encouraged. The Buddha said it, and Shari says it all the time, right? Find out for yourself. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is June in Georgia. Hi, June. Hey, June. Hi. Um, gosh, I am, uh, I'm still on that first conversation that we had tonight. Um, it, it feels very much like exactly what is happening with me. Uh, some of the content is I uh, go through periods of time where I have a, a lot of trouble sleeping, which is, I know, not that uncommon. And... Um, and I'm looking at how I could possibly 
transcend the barrage of negative energy that we call self-hate and conditioned mind. That, that barrage that, that just descends on me and doesn't let up. And, you know, I'm very good at hearing it, turning attention. Um, and, yes, I'm trying to get away from it because I want it to go away so that I can simply go to sleep. And I, I am not seeing how to work with it. I can only work against it at this point. Okay, that's an, if that's interesting, June, if I may ask a couple more questions. So the barrage that, that gets to you, so you wake up in the middle of the night, and, or you can't sleep. No, no, no. I, I don't go to sleep, period. Many nights I do not go to sleep. Uh-huh. And, and so where I, Okay, go ahead. The, um, uh, the attention, you know, I, let's see. I mean, I could, I could almost process map the steps for you. There are many. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mm-hmm. the first one is a kind of fear. Is this going to be one of those nights that I don't sleep? Uh-huh. And uh, so there's that part of it. Um, there's, uh, uh, okay, just get really present, really keep the attention here in the body. Don't follow conditioned mind down those tortuous, tortuous paths. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... That, you know, I settle in and I get comfy and, and, I, and I'm following the breath. And I'll start to drift off into sleep. And that's its signal to jump in with its litany of old stories, old regrets, old, uh, you know, I mean, everybody knows what I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. And before uh-huh. I know it, I'm wide awake. I'm really unhappy. Um, uh, and then I'll, I'll spend a little, I'll spend a few minutes in a kind of despair and suffering. And then I'll say, well, you know, I, I mean, because I've got, I've got a lot of the words to practice, <laughs> but they sometimes in, in situations like that, they don't, they don't help me. They're, they're, um, they're inauthentic. Um, well, and oh, they, they're you know, so Yes, yeah. And so, you know, the only thing I know to do is to get back in the body is, uh, is to get out of it say, listen, I've heard this story for 40 years. I'm not going to listen to it again. 
I turn attention, get back in the body, get comfortable, start to drift off. And that signal is right back. So here's what is the only thing that I think it could possibly be really going on on a physiological level is that it's chemical. But I don't know that. And if it is, I don't know what to do about it or if I should do anything about it. Well, that in the, yeah, so, well, there's a couple of different uh, ways, right? So, June, the, if, if, so if Sherry says, Sherry often gives this example, right? So if you have a bad back, you're going to do whatever it takes in order for your back to get better. It may not get better, but it doesn't stop you from investigating the different ways in order to make your back better. So there's a process of curiosity that you can bring to you're not sleeping, and there might be, I'm sure, you you practice with a suggestion is given, and then you decide whether or not to follow the suggestion in order to be able to change the situation. But given that we're having a practice, a, a conversation about ending suffering, it's not so much that you're attempting to go to sleep, you're attempting to end the suffering around it. Right? Um, and so, well, <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point, yes. Uh, I mean, that, you know, that, it, that's it, what we're, we have to get really clear about. What am I trying to do here? Yes. Yes. Well, yes. That's another big piece of it. I'm trying to go to sleep, and I'm trying to trick my mind into sleeping by using the tools of practice to get away from that thing that is so familiar and is so repetitive. Uh, it just holds nothing for me on that level. Uh, yes, I, I am aware. I am acutely aware and distressed by <laughs> the fact that I am using practice to go to sleep. Well, um, well, we don't have to go that far, right? But what I'm... What, what, so to go back to the conversation that we were having around transcendence versus release, yes. you don't want the conditioning to say basically you're using practice to get release instead of transcendence. I mean, that's not helpful. That's just self-hating. <laughs> so, so the... The, the thing that's interesting about it is you, you're noticing a pattern. So, you know, it's not helpful if somebody says, instead of approaching the night with dread, you can approach the night with excitement. Because if it's not about sleeping, whether or not you are successful in sleeping, but you're interested in the process of, what, of whatever wakes you up into that self-hate, then you could try something different. So if the, the, the tool of staying with something, the tool of being able to look at it directly is to pick up the recorder and talk about what's going on for you. Yeah. It is the most yeah. effective way of being with whatever's going on for you. And you have to really be looking at conditioned mind. So you would say something like, oh, gosh, I really want to get away from it, but I don't want to really get away, but, it, but I can't get away from it by talking, talking myself in, in, into getting away from it in my head. I'm really going to 
sit here and let it let it uh, and reflect everything it says. Oh, it says on this, I'm going to say that instead. There has to be a tangible, physical, direct attention from the process that you're trying to get away from. Because well, that's, that's the only yeah. way you're not getting away from it. Yeah, well, yes, thank you for that. It, it seems like I like getting back into the body, bringing attention back to the breath. Feeling, you know, feeling my, the, the sheets against my skin, all of that kind of thing gets me, helps me escape for a few minutes and then yes. again start to drift off. Right. That's extremely yes. to wrap back up. So at that point, what your, what your suggestion suggesting and it's not like I'm, it's not like this is the first time I've heard this. You're suggesting pick up the recorder. Absolutely, and, and talk about it. And that's what I'm going to do. I, it, right. it, it does not. It does not let me do that. In the middle of the, at about 3 a.m. this morning, I turned. I I listened to yesterday's. Uh, that thou art show a recording, and um, you know that was lovely. And I did not go to sleep, but at least I listened to the show. Yes, you certainly weren't <laughs> entertaining a barrage of self hate, right? And so right. you could uh, just deepen that practice. You could just deepen that because what you're doing is learning to direct the attention from the suffering in the the suffering in, by listening to the show. You have your attention on something that is practice oriented, that allows you to be all right that you're not sleeping. Because I project yeah, what the underlying suffering in it. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, it sounds like a really tall order to to get to a place where it's okay not to sleep. It is a tall order if so far you've practiced it's not okay. <laughs> I mean, if you're saying that I've been trying to avoid this experience for the last 40 years, then, then it's not going to be easy tomorrow to be all right with not sleeping. But that's what you're doing in listening to the recording, right? Why are you listening to the recording to train yourself to be all right that you're not sleeping? Why would you pick up the recorder? Because you want your attention to be... So it, Sherry often says that sometimes returning to the breath is not enough. You have to anchor the attention. You have to support yourself to anchor the attention so that it doesn't wander off again. And so picking up the recorder and talking about what's going on for you in whatever way it is, and maybe it's even being excited about what you're seeing and interested in what you're seeing and developing the capacity for attention to be on inquiry and presence and being with and being with her as she's up in the night and whatever else. I mean, the... the, the 
the, the re- relating to not sleeping is the relationship that you're changing. You're not attempting to go to sleep. I mean, what you said was the reason that my this whole barrage of stuff that's coming at me, I want to get away from. If that's what you're training well, with, uh, then that's what you're looking at, um, bringing into conscious awareness, right? Being in conscious awareness rather than being with the barrage of voices. I, I'm sorry, I, I don't quite get what you're pointing at there. Uh, you know, it's the, the, just the old tapes just kick in. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it'll tell me a story. It'll start to tell me a story. And I'll say, yeah, I know that one. I am not going there. I am sick of that one. Do not want to hear it again. And I will turn attention. And, and, you know, usually that at least slows that tape down. <laughs> you know, keeps it, uh, uh, you know, keeps it from just, uh, Plunging me into uh, into some, into despair, uh, mm-hmm. and yet there it, there doesn't seem to be much transcendence in that. It doesn't seem to be whatever transcendence is, uh, and you know I know what I I have transcendence. I have, let's see. The experience of transcendence has been graced to me a few times, and I was very clear I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, you can tell, <laughs> you can tell I am distressed about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and again, perhaps the perhaps the what when it happens again? Because when when we're distressed about it in the abstract, there's it's one one way of training with it, right? June, when you're distressed about it as it's happening, it's a completely different training experience. So perhaps you do pick up the recorder and talk about it and see what happens, because well, I'm, I'm the distress is what you're trying to change. And and the way yeah. you're the way the way the way you're relating to it is what you've got to change. And so that's what the the physical recorder. It's not I'm turning my attention to um, to the my turning my attention to the sheets helps me. It it really does cause the conversation to recede. But I also want to uh, to, to to be all right that the story's coming back. Right, so when it wakes you up again, you want to be all right with it, so that you're all right with it, no matter what it does. Regardless of whether you sleep or not, you're all right, no matter what it does. If that is your assignment, then your approach is very different. All right, I accept it. All right. Well, we'll look forward to hearing back. Yeah. 
in terms of how it goes. <laughs> Thank you for letting me ramble on that blank. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, June. And Ashwini, we are four minutes to the hour. Would you like to bring another caller on? Uh, I I seriously doubt that we're going to do a call in four minutes. <laughs> Maybe. Well, let's go for it, Michael. I will, I'll try. We'll try to wrap it up. Okay. Here we go. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Good evening, Ashwini. It's uh, Sequoia calling from California. Hey, Sequoia. Hey. Um, <laughs> it's it's great to um, it's just great to be here. And I <laughs> I was just seeing um, that the impetus really to get in the in the queue was to be to just be in the presence of love. And I saw as I was waiting here that it, it didn't matter much whether I got on the call or not, but just the act of getting into the queue mm-hmm. was it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it is, isn't it? That's the movement out of what you're allowed and not allowed to do to getting past that conditioning. Yeah, exactly. So I guess I'm the perfect five-minute caller. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, aren't and, you just? And and just the other thing, I just um, I you know you hear so often. I heard so often in practice that you know we don't have to know. Um, we just have to put our foot where in the next step or whatever is there, you know. And we don't have to know anything about where we're going or and. I I have just recently gotten a deeper sense of that, and it's been very very freeing. Um, and so that was the other thing that just really prompted me to get in the queue tonight. You know, just just that not having to know at all, mm-hmm. and um, and just come. You know, just honoring that desire to be participating mm-hmm. and well and what I hear you say right Sequoia is I mean somebody said this to me once that the the highest form of love is trust mm, yeah right because uh-huh. you because when you trust someone or trust something you feel like you are safe you can't have intimacy without safety uh-huh. uh-huh. and so if there's a growing sense of your growing sense of trusting life then you're much more willing to participate because you know you know that it's not going to let you down mhm wow but that's it a greater degree of intimacy which is another word for lovingness mhm okay? closer relationship yeah. connection whatever it is and so if, if we're constantly given signals that were released from knowing because we we don't have to know we don't we're not the wrong person for not knowing we're not the right person mm-hmm. for knowing but mm-hmm. i what experientially i'm being i'm i'm learning is that when i put my foot down something is always there for me 
Absolutely. If that's what I'm trusting in, I feel loved because I feel I feel mm-hmm. safe, and that motivates that ability to trust the process. Mm-hmm. Well, hallelujah. Uh, God is, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> that is one of the many gifts of practice. I feel that trust growing, and it's mm-hmm. it's very very sweet. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I think it's our time. No, right. Thank you, Sikran. Thank you for being the perfect four-minute caller. <laughs> Thanks. Gasho. Gasho. Thanks for joining us, Sequoia. And Ashwini, what dropped in for me during that conversation is participate as much as you can from where you are with what you've got. Mm-hmm. Quote from mm-hmm. Sherry. And, I, and mm-hmm. I just love that. It's just what you were talking about, the trust of life. My job is to show up. My job is to participate. Mm -hmm. I don't need to worry about the outcome. I don't need to know about what happens. Mm -hmm. I know what my job Mm -hmm. is. And uh, it makes life Mm -hmm. easier. It does. It takes a whole lot of efforting out of it. Yes. And so we're at time. And so thank you, Ashwini. And thank you, everyone. And go happy. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, everybody. Go happy.